Hi everybody, this is a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and it's your host Marva, and today I will be talking about how I healed myself after death. Now, this is not the beginning. This was never the beginning of my healing journey. This was something that I think influenced me to really get into my healing journey and heal myself. Um, death is one of those things that haunts me a lot. I'm not a good person um, that grieves easily. I have a really hard time with death. Um, in 2020, I had a deal with a very close death to me that really shook up um, my world. Um, I lost my stepmom, Leanne, who is the mother of my youngest sister, Lydia. Um, I lost her to her uh, battle with cancer. She had cervical cancer. Um, she found out she had cancer after the birth of my sister. Um, she lived up into May 23rd of 2020. Um, three days before Rain's first birthday, um, three months before Lydia's third birthday. Um, so she really didn't get a lot of time with Lydia and Rain. Those are one of the things that influenced um, my healing journey because um, life comes at you so fast. You know, life changes really quickly and life puts you in situations that sometimes you really cannot change or you really cannot control. And her getting cervical cancer after having her own first biological child is something that she really did not uh, or could not change or, you know, control. Um, the cancer um, was a very scary diagnosis because I had already lost my grandfather at a very young age to cancer. And that had already put, you know, a dent in my um and be dealing with death in general, because I really, like I said, I'm scared of death. I'm scared to die. I'm scared of losing close people to me to death. And um, this thing with Leanne really shook me up because she was, we were very close, very, very close throughout my pregnancy with Lid, uh, Rain, throughout her pregnancy with Lydia, because I was so excited about getting a new sibling. Um, she was very excited about being a grandmother. Um, even though she was battling with cancer at the time, she was very excited about this. She was the one of the first people to come and visit Rain after he got out of the hospital. She came literally the next day, I think, after I got home from the hospital. And I was so happy that she was my first visitor because I wanted her time with Rain to be very special. I wanted her to soak in all of that, what she could with Rain at the time so that she could have her own personal memories with him. So because I do think she knew that her time with um, Rain, even with Lydia, was, you know, going to be short-lived. Um, um, let's just talk about the actual day of me finding out that she died. Um, I was dead asleep, dead asleep that morning. Um, my mom calls me, and, you know, I always play with her. I'm like, oh, what do you want? You know, I'm asleep. You know, Rain's asleep. Me and Charles are in the bed asleep. And she says... Leanne died and I'm like um what the fuck are you talking about like I immediately literally just started screaming into my phone my mom had already tried to explain to me on the phone like hey I know this is hard for you like she was like this is already like this was not a fresh thing it took her hours her my dad and my grandmother to deliberate on who was going to call and tell me that Leanne died 
it went from my dad calling my grandmother, my grandmother calling my mom, and I'm just like, okay, give me a few minutes, I'll call her. Um, it was a very scary thing to hear those words, Leanne died, and I was just like, like what what the hell is going on, you know? Um, I remember um after you know, screaming and waking up Charles and like, oh my God, Leanne died. I called um, my stepdaughter's mom. I'm like, hey, my stepmom died. I need you to come get Jalen because I'm fucking losing it. You know, I didn't want to lose my shit in front of Jalen. Rain was too young to really understand. So I don't think, you know, making him leave the house would have, you know, done much. But I just did not want to be you know, in a situation where my stepchild has to be around me while I'm grieving, you know, I just wanted to be, I really just wanted to crawl into a dark hole. Um, I remember my Aunt Gloria called me. She was on her way to back or to Victoria. I can't remember clearly, but she was in Victoria. She called me. We both cried on the phone, screaming like, oh my fucking God, like, what are we going to do? Like, Leanne's gone. Like, it was our worst nightmare coming you know, into like blooming in front of our eyes. And it was like, what the fuck? And then I'm looking at the date. I'm like, my son's birthday in three days. He's about to be one. And I'm about, I'm literally about to bury my stepmom, like the person I love the most I'm about to bury. Um, it was a very out of body experience. I didn't believe that uh, the thing I feared the most while Leanne was fighting her battle with cancer had happened. I did not think that this was going to be outcome of her battle. Um, we would always talk about like, you know, her dying. I would make little jokes about how she wanted us to carry the casket, you know, how she would haunt me. I would tell her like, you know, when you do crossover, can you like throw a vase or something so I can know you're okay? She would tell me, I guess if I could. And, you know, we would joke about this and, you know, I would cry about it because I knew that eventually it might, she might, you know, die from her cancer. Um, but I never thought it would be this, this quick, you know, three years. It was just like so quick to me. I thought we had more time, you know, and that was my fault for wanting her to live through this and fight through this for me when really she, I knew she was already tired. I want to believe that she knew it was coming and she just did not want to scare us. I don't think she wanted to tell us that she knew it was coming. I also don't think that she really was ready at all. I don't think she was ready at all to leave her life, you know, leave Lydia, the most important person to her, the person that she birthed, that she only got three years with. Um, I don't think she was ready. And that scared me the most because you could be taken away taken away from this earth you can be taken away from this 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 living life and leave behind so many people your children your loved ones your parents your brothers and sisters and you have no control over that we have no control over our death we have no control over the expiration of this living life we have no say so on where we go after this and that's the scariest part because I think about her so much and I'm like, I hope she's happy. I hope that she's thriving. I hope she's watching, you know, over Lydia, um, me, you know, her children and her dad, her mom, my uncle Darren and his wife, you know, I and my aunt Gloria and her family. Like, I hope that all the people that were so close to her, I hope that she's, you know, near them and she's looking over us and stuff like that. Um, let's let's skip forward and go to the morning of the funeral because 
she died that Saturday. That Sunday was, uh, we didn't really do much. That was the 24th, 25th, 26th. Rain's birthday was the, that, no, the 23rd, I believe was like a Friday. I don't, I don't remember clearly, but I know that, uh, on Rain's, um, You know what? I want to say, I have to look at a calendar um, so I can see how it went, the the days of things. Um, let's see. I'm sorry about, you know, getting off track a little bit. So, of April, May of 2020... May 2020. Okay, so she died on a Saturday. Um, I remember the 26th was that Tuesday. Um, that was Rain's birthday. The 27th is the day that we buried her, the day after Rain's birthday. Um, I did a small little, you know, get together at my house for Rain's birthday. I really didn't plan much because I was literally dealing with this. You know, I was dealing with my sister lost her mom. You know, my Aunt Gloria lost her best friend. Um, my step-grandparents are losing their only daughter, their youngest child, their baby, and I'm losing my stepmom, somebody that has had a very big influence on my motherhood, on what kind of mom I was. What kind, she prepared me for a lot of things that I didn't even know I needed to be prepared for with Rain or with my other children that I still do now. Um, you know, I went from planning a party to picking out an outfit to wear to a funeral. And, um, the one of the funeral, I didn't want to get up. I didn't want to go. I knew that this funeral meant that uh, it would be the last time I seen Lynn. It would be the last time I get to see her in flesh, you know, see her. Like, I knew her soul wasn't there anymore and stuff like that. I had already got past knowing that, you know, this is this is real. It was just that I would never get to hold her hand. I would never get to hear her laugh again. I'll never get to see her eyes, you know, lighten up or her be excited about me and Rain coming or us coming to see Lydia. I would get, never get another, you know, phone call over, you know, um, messenger, you know, see them during the day and stuff like that or coming to visit her and get on her nerves. I knew that that was, this was the end. Um, when I did arrive to the funeral, I was very, very anxiety stricken. This was at a time where I was on no med medication. I was very anxiety stricken. I was very, very sad. I was scared. I didn't want to, you know, like I said, I didn't want this to be the end. I was scared for Leanne. I was scared for me and Lydia. I was scared for everybody because this person had such, Leanne was just Leanne, you know, it was so much that we were losing by losing her. Well, you know, most people were losing their daughter. They were losing their sister. They were losing their cousin. Um, they were losing their granddaughter, you know, I was losing my mom's stepmom. Um, and, you know, out of all of this, she was losing all of us, but she used to always tell me too that she wished she could have more time for like um, Lydia and Rain at the time because Rain was her only grandchild. Um, and I just remember sitting there next to Charles. Um, we were watching a video, um, a video of a photo montage of Leanne from birth up until her last photo with Lydia. And it was like, damn, I just watched her whole life within a matter of minutes. And like, how can this person be so 
cursed with cancer or, you know, how can her life be shortened to this? You know, cancer taking away everything that we loved about Leanne in such a matter of short time. And, you know, it was just so I couldn't fathom that, you know, I could never fathom that. Um, I just never forget looking around the church, you know, seeing my cousin's Abby's eyes full of tears. She had lost her aunt. I remember hugging my papa at the church's door and him saying to never stop coming to Meville and to never stop bringing rain around. I remember seeing my aunt Gloria, you know, moving around, getting the projector set up for the pictures and the photo montage. Um, and when I did get the courage to say my goodbyes, because I really did never want to go to the uh, casket, I had already kind of told Charles, like, hey, I don't want to go to the casket by myself. You know, somebody will have to go with me because I'm not going to have the courage to go up there. I had a, my anxiety was really bad. When I finally did it, you know, I asked my Aunt Glory to go up with me. Um, my Mimi was already up there. Uh, my Aunt Glory was to my left. My Mimi was to the right. I literally felt like my legs were about, like my knees were about to buckle. Like I was about to fucking fall out. And I couldn't breathe. In her casket, they had set up um, graduation pictures of me and my sister, baby picture of Rain, pictures of Lydia, pictures, you know, Lydia's binky. She was buried with her mother, mother's love uh, necklace from James Avery. She wanted to be in her tights and her Crocs. And she had a shirt that I had bought her um, that she never got to wear, which I thought was cool. But it was just like, the only thing I think about was like, get up like get up like get up right now like get the fuck up because this is not real I remember like touching her arm and it being so cold and and I was just like wow this would be the last time I feel like her flesh like this was the last time I'll feel how her skin feels like I tried to take in every moment because I knew this was it this was it for me right here this me standing at this casket was it for me because everything past this wasn't going to matter anymore this moment right here me saying my goodbyes me crying me being right here with her and saying my goodbyes was it for me um I remember my aunt Gloria saying you know because she could feel me being you know me breaking down even more she said you know look at her eyebrows she told me you know if I don't do her eyebrows she's gonna fucking haunt me and we laugh you know we giggled um that did help take a little few stitches off my heart but knowing that she wasn't there um, to hear my goodbyes, like I said, I knew her soul was never there anymore. You know, this is all flesh. We're all flesh until we go into our spiritual life, you know, until we go in, go into crossover. So I knew she had already crossed over. I knew that this was just flesh. I was speaking of flesh and I was mourning flesh. I was breathing flesh. Um, but the, th the only thing that really helped was knowing that spiritually, and her consciousness was gone. She was no longer suffering this flesh. You know, her flesh was what she was suffering of. Um, you know, after a while, um, Mom Gloria walked me away. I wrote crying in her arms. They felt the safest. My dad was anxious, scared, and frightened that the same thing I feared actually happened. You know, he lost the love of his life. He didn't. I don't personally think he appreciated everything about Leanne that he should have. Um and some of those things I didn't either. I didn't appreciate the time I got with Leanne. Um, and now she was gone. I remember standing in front of the church while the rest of the family went to burial grounds, which was behind the church. 
Um, I asked could Lydia stay with me because I felt like Lydia was too young. I mean, I do think Lydia knew that Leanne had passed. Um, I just didn't want to hurt my sisters, break my sister's heart more of her watching them put Leanne down in the ground. Um, do I think that was my choice? Um, probably not, but I'm glad that it was respected because, like I said, I don't think any child should have to see that. Um, uh, me and Lydia stayed in front of the church. We played Ring Around the Rosie, and at the time, she loved the song um, My Little Sunshine. Um, Leanne sing that to her all the time. Uh, by the time it was, I remember um, uh, they were walking back. And Charles would finally get in the car and stuff. And, you know, I'm saying goodbyes to my family. You know, everybody, I'm stopping, you know, introducing myself to Leanne's family that really didn't get to meet us before she passed. You know, letting them know, like, hey, I'm her, one of her eldest stepdaughters, you know, and telling them how much I love Lydia and how much, you know, I'll stick around as much and come around because I love Lydia and I love them. Um, everything about grieving Leanne even prior to the the funeral was hard. Um, I remember the day of my my cousin Tamisha, the day that I found out she came and see me, my cousin Tamisha actually drove me to my dad's house um, before the funeral. I want to say it was that Monday. Um, she told me that everything would be okay. You know, she reassured me that, you know, you know, life will go on even though, even after Leanne passed, you know, and and that Leanne and my dad needed me at that time. So um, if anybody's ever been to the house in Eville that my dad and Leanne lives in, they know the long road before you get to the house. I literally made my cousin Misha stop in the middle of the road. I told her, take me back home. I don't want to do this. I do not want to go inside this house and Leanne not be there. Like at that, before the funeral, I could not believe that Leanne had died. So me going there was like, she's not gonna be here. I don't wanna fucking be here. I don't wanna be reminded that she's not here. Um, I just couldn't do it. I knew she wasn't there. I didn't wanna accept that she was gone. Um, eventually my cousin was like, okay, look, we're getting, going to the house. Like you just tell me when you want me to push the fucking gas. And eventually I was like, okay, Let's go. Um, when I arrived there, my sister, Shawana, had pulled up. My dad was pulling up from riding his motorcycle. Um, it took both of them to drag me out of the car, literally, like to talk me into getting out of the car. Um, walking into the house, I broke down immediately. I broke down immediately. Um, I remember calling for my Aunt Gloria. I called for my Aunt Gloria because she was living with them at the time. And we just hugged, instantly hugged, cried, held me so tight. When I tell you it was the hardest hug I've ever felt in my life. I remember going into Leanne's bedroom. I remember taking her, she had a white Neville shirt that has flags on it and stuff. I mean, not white, it's gray. And I took it and I slept with it. You know, I still have it to this day. I slept with it because it smelled like her, it smelled like her room. Um, after, you know, being in the room with my glory for a while, you know, her holding me, consoling me, letting me cry it out. A lot of my cousins started arriving and just seeing how much they recognized my heart aching for Leanne and them, you know, acknowledging the type of relationship I had with my stepmom really validated my feelings in the moment because I was losing my 
stepmom. I was losing a parent. I was losing a confidant. I was losing somebody that respected my mind and let me be myself, but also could tell me, you know, things from different point of views and love on me despite me not being hers biologically. Um, the house just didn't feel the same no more. It didn't feel like I was coming to, it didn't feel like all those times when I would come spend time with Lydia, Papa and her, and, you know, sit with her, sit with Lydia, spend the night with them. I spent the night multiple times while I was pregnant with rain. Um, plenty of times when Lydia was a baby, plenty of times throughout her treatment, I would try and come a lot. Um, you know, after all of this, um, for like the next two years after this, I tried to spend every weekend and holiday with my papa and my Mimi and my Aunt Gloria. Uh, these three people very much healed me without knowing. Um, my papa was very amazing. Um, I think Leanne knew that these people would help me along this journey. Um, I think they knew how much Leanne loved me and how much I loved her and you know, my papa didn't treat me differently from Lydia, and Lydia is his only granddaughter biologically. Um, he definitely treated us equally, and my Mimi did too. Um, my Aunt Gloria definitely has has been the best with the whole thing with Leanne. Um, definitely has loved me as her own. You know, I'm not a visitor at her home. I'm family. Um, she definitely just took engulfed engulfed me into her family and I, I I owe her and my uncle David a lot and you know dealing with my bullshit every other weekend in Eville. Um, my uncle Darren too you know he definitely recognizes um, my love for Leanne and that's very accepting and reassuring that I'm not just delusional about her loving me you know like all these people see it her loved ones people the closest to her um I'm just, it's these things with Leanne passing um, just made me realize that um, I had to heal myself ultimately because time could slip from you. Life can be cruel, take you away from the things that you didn't even know you truly wanted. Um, I've been a mom for four years, just short one year more than Leanne was here for Lydia um, to love and care for her. I realized I shouldn't take any time uh, for granted. I wanted to spend every living day with my children, um, love them as much as I can, give them the most love that I can, and make sure that I'm not taking them for granted either. Um, life is so short, it's so precious, and I hope even after my own death, I meet her at the gates, you know, I always say that, and I hope that she's somewhere crocheting me, and uh, my uncle, I always joke about her sitting on the porch with Grandma White, crocheting, drinking a root beer, and on her phone, um, I just hope she's the same. I finally accepted that I might not have her now in the physical form or, you know, I will definitely will have her in the spiritual. I, I want to hope that I have her when I cross over and I'm in the spiritual form and that I pray to God that I'll get a few minutes at the end to like, you know, love on her and um, accepting Le Leanne's life has made me realize that I needed to heal myself because I want to make the best of this life that I have. We only get one life. And God forbid that um, I take granted of my time. Um, 
and I something happens to me or, you know, I get taken away from my children, I want to be able to say that I spent the most time with them. I gave them the best of me. Um, I don't want it to ever be so short lived. Um, I pray that God definitely blesses me with long days, long health, but I also can't just rely on that. I have to do it for myself too. Um, you know, I want to, I need to love on my children, my family, and not think too much about my past or my problems that happened yesterday. I've um, definitely been trying to move forward daily and not uh, bring yesterday with me. And that I should live now and live only for what's ahead of me. And what's ahead of me is that my children will be healthy. I will be healthy. You know, they'll be, um, we'll all be mentally healthy, you know. And this death really just had a very big impact on me because the end was a mom for a short amount of time. And as far as my health, I can be a mom for a very long time. So why not make the best of it? Why not do do my best shit, you know, like show out because some moms don't get the time that I get. Some moms don't even get a chance to, or oh, I'm going to say that some women don't even get a chance to enter motherhood because of life. And um, I would feel ungrateful. And I know she would tell me I'm ungrateful if I did not do my best as a woman and as a mother to give myself the best love in my children. So, um, you know, this grieving my stepmom and accepting her death and accepting what her life really was in that short amount of time of us being super close made me realize that, hey, you need to heal yourself. You need to recognize what's hurting you, get rid of it, um, and let's settle it for what it is. I had to give up a lot of my friends. I had to give up a lot of family. I had to changed my way of approaching certain situations so that I'm happy and I'm not giving you know giving myself the short end of the stick because I'm trying to make everybody else happy um, I deserve to be happy too and I mean if that ruins things in the in this short amount of time um, eventually I'll be happy in the long run you know I, I basically have accepted that something life is not going to go exactly how I want and sometimes you just have to do what's best for you honestly and I know that sounds very vague and like oh you know like a quote but you really do have to do what's best for you and do what will make you happy in the long run and keep you going and I mean that's really much about it about this you know with this um episode um death I, I want people to recognize that sometimes death can be very beneficial in the way that you want to live your life ahead of the people that you lost. You want to do everything to not take granted of the long life that you have in front of them because they lost theirs and now they can't get it back. So why not make the best of your own? I also think some people don't recognize that death do change them. A lot of people say, oh, death don't change me. You know, life don't change me. Certain situations don't change me. It definitely does. It molds us in small things. You might not, you know, see it now, but eventually you'll be like, you know what? Losing this person made me feel this way and I changed these things. And that's what happened with me and Leanne. And I hope that anybody that's grieving somebody closely right now or has grieved a parent in general, um, 
just don't take life for granted and love everyone the same and just, you know, take time for yourself, heal yourself how you want to. Don't let anybody push you in your grieving journey. Don't let anybody tell you how to grieve. Um, just remember that that person is close to you. Um, this is not our final form in life. Um, this is just our our spirit, our spirit holding within flesh and everybody will meet again one day, I believe. And I hope that you all meet again with your loved ones and you all are, you know, going on a healing journey with me if you're listening and that, um, I'm just sending you all peace and blessings and, um, that's it.